morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody listening. Welcome to this week's expansive live virtual podcast, I guess, video discussion that we have every week. Depending on where you're listening to this, obviously, uh, if you're listening to those podcasts, this is not live for you, but we are doing it live every week at 3 p.m. South African Standard Time on both LinkedIn and Facebook. So great to join us there if you have any questions that you want to ask or if you just want to engage with us in a more live format. Welcome, welcome to all of you. Uh, But before I start and we talk about today's topics and what we're going to be discussing, uh, let me welcome my good friend and... uh, co-host uh, Eric, who's on the other side of the call in Johannesburg. How are you doing, my friend? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Dude, um, it's always so good to to be on this on this uh, call, on this conversation. Um, it always lifts my spirits just for us to have a chat beforehand because we, for those of you who don't know, we always have like half an hour of a bit of banter before we get started. Uh, so it's always good. I always feel energized already just coming into the conversation. Uh, and things are going well on my side. How's things on your side? Yeah, very good. I know we always have a bit of banter. We, uh, it's almost like I'm going to the hairdresser and we can gossip about all sorts of crap that we don't usually speak about because we're in the same <laughs> game. But uh, yeah, it's always fun, man. It's always good, something to look forward to. It's a highlight of the week for us. Uh, well, not the highlight, but one of the highlights. It's a nice bump in the week. And uh, mm. we're always planning and discussing what we're going to be talking about. And that's always a fun exercise. You know, it's like having a conversation with a friend, but now we have few hundred people listening to us and hopefully a few million in a real soon time as we build our brands and grow. (laughs) And this week's topic is something that I think that everybody is going to have a say about um, because I think it's a human condition more than anything else, especially Mm. in times of uncertainty and where we are in the world right now with so much change. So before we tee it off, um, Eric, you want to jump in and give it a go and explain it a little bit more and then we can kick into it. Yeah, the only thing I actually wanted to say, so like today's topic is all about um, how to deal with stress and anxiety. Mm. So we wanted to share a few ideas, a few strategies around the topic. Mm. And like you caught me listening to one of my videos just before we went. On Jeez, you want to say uh, that in public? Session. Yeah, I searched on and Eric's like listening to his own like, talk. I'm like, I listen to <laughs> narcissistic, eh? listening to your own talk. What are you learning from yourself? Are you like, geez, this guy's. It's, it's, it's called feedback loops. Okay. It's called okay. feedback loops. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, in the talk, it's uh, or the, the little video, it's about resilience. And the thing about resilience is that you only get to practice your resilience when you are dealing and facing adversity. Mm. Like you don't get to do that in any other situation. Mm. And it's the same thing with stress and anxiety. You know, like you can think and, and understand all of these different principles and tools to use, but you really realize how important it is to practice it once you get into that state. Mm. And and I think that was, that's been a, a big theme for me for maybe the past month, month and a half, like definitely all of April, maybe like, like a week or so into May as well. Personally, it's been like one of the most stressful times for me in wow. recent years. I didn't know your golf was that bad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make light of your anxiety and stress. Here we are talking about a serious topic. And, well, maybe this is actually My golf one of the good things. Down. Have a bit of a go at tapping you out of that thinking. But yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, so but it's been it's been mainly because of this like online harassment thing that I've been oh, yes. dealing with. But what it's been what it's been great for 
is helping me to practice these mm. tools that we're going to be speaking about today. Mm. You know, and, and I think that's always something that we have to try and kind of pull ourselves out of is that when you are in it, mm. it's so easy to just indulge and just so easy to spiral even more. And what you need to realize is this is your opportunity mm. to practice resilience. Good. This wow. is your opportunity to practice stress management. So I thought I'd tear up with mm. that. And obviously, you know, it's, it coincides perfectly because you released a video today as mm. well with three ideas that you wanted to share. So I thought we'll go back and forth. We'll just talk about the ideas that we have mm. and how we've been dealing with stress. Where's it been playing before we even get to that? Where's it been playing into for you? Like where's stress and anxiety been originating from? The swimming for the Ironman, that was stressing me out to no end, I can't lie. I'm not a swimmer and uh, I've, been, I've been training in the pool for the longest time and then all of a sudden I got into the ocean and I got seasick, uh, which was both a surprise and a shock. I didn't, I didn't realize I would get seasick swimming. So then I tried again and I got seasick again. And then I thought, okay, well, let me take some tablets. I tried with tablets and I got seasick again. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I've committed to a two kilometer swim. And now I'm going to get sick about it. I promise you, I was having sleepless nights about it. eh? I mean, and then by some miracle, Ironman this year is allowing contestants to entrance to not do the swim because of COVID. Some people didn't get the opportunity to to train long enough in their pools and and ocean or whatever. They weren't allowed to go to the beach. So yeah, this year they're allowing no swim. So I'm doing the Ironman duathlon, not triathlon. So that stress is kind of like faded in the background, which I'm so very happy about. I'll carry on swimming in the pool, but motion sickness is something I've dealt with for a very long time. Uh, In in fact, my whole life, I can't remember a time I wasn't uh, sick with motion. So that's one thing. And then obviously, obviously, the world around us, you know, everything's crumbling. The big thing, yes. There's Mm. just so much uncertainty around. And, you know, I've spoken about this before, but something that our brain is continuously doing is looking for something called DPO, uh, duration, path and outcome. And we're not able to get any duration on when COVID will finish, what's going on in the path. Now we've got third waves popping up all over the world. Um, some countries are going back into shutdown. Can you believe it? And then outcome. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so what's happening is that the need for us to continuously have certainty is actually causing most of the anxiety. And when we're able to let mm. go of that need of we must know what's going on, we must have a certain outcome, Anxiousness almost disappears because the first step is our expectation of X, Y, and Z is not being met. And obviously it's not being met because nobody Mm. knows what it's going to look like. So the first thing to do and the first thing I suggest and something I've been practicing a lot, you know, I I call it, in fact, it comes from a guy I listen to called Bashar. He says, follow your highest excitement at every moment of every day with zero expectation of any outcome and allow that to be your golden thread towards wherever it is that you need to be going, following your highest excitement. And so... I've been I've been really practicing that. In fact, there's a board over there. You can see it behind me on the ground there. That's what I've written mm. for me. I was like, I wrote, your ultimate freedom is letting go of always wanting to know what the outcome is going to be. And so I think that's mm. that's really the number one thing that I'm focusing on more than anything else. But that's the first thing that I have a suggestion for is understand that there's no DPO, no duration, path, and outcome. None of us have it at the moment. Become okay with that. And already you're starting to release some of that stress and anxiety. Mm. You know, it's insane is I'm thinking back to when we like March last year, when all of this started yeah. and, you know, we went onto the sort of warp yeah. path. Like we were like 
pumping out content. We were like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be beacons of lights in the darkness and help people to navigate and, and make sense of this. And back then, you know, everyone was kind of thinking like it won't last that long, it might blow over soon. And like there were predictions all the time of when yeah. the next thing's gonna happen. And the next thing like it, it just kind of never panned out like that. And uh, and you're right, like when there's no deadline in, in sight, it it creates a ton of uncertainty and a, a ton of anxiety. With and anxiety that. and yeah, there's so much yeah. that goes with that. You know, we've yeah. been addicted to certainty for the longest time and now we don't have the luxury and now mm. we're in panic. We just have to let go of that addiction. Mm. Yeah, what, what's you know it's quite funny just as a quick side yeah. note um your little board that you have behind you there like i have one right yes, there yes. as well and uh same thing like i also write onto yeah. it um mindsets uh sort of meditations goals all those kind of things that i want to it's nice to keep it in front of you all the time do you want to see my one let um, me show you my one this is a secret i haven't shown this to anybody but anyway i'll show you what i've done here i've given myself certificates you see there john on time magazine <laughs> <laughs> He's not really on Time Magazine. Oh, nice. So what I've decided to do is to work backwards from all the things that I want. So I've put myself certificates. I've got a New York Times bestseller. I've got $10 million in my Dubai account. I finished the Ironman and I'm a most influential person on time. So I see this every day I come oh, in. I'm it. like, I've got a certificate of my future. In fact, the, the New York Times bestseller says, congratulations from the future. <laughs> so yeah. Dude, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, you need to send me some close-up pictures. With pleasure. Like I said, I haven't shown anybody. I um, can't believe I did it now. But anyway, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that your whiteboard is way smaller than mine. But I mean, we, we <laughs> have to go there. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What are you trying to compensate for? It's having such a big whiteboard, Eric. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Uh, okay. So anyway, so, so stress and anxiety. Um, so one of the things I realized when, like over the past month and a half, is that there are so many triggers in our environment that stimulate that anxiety for us then, right? And so, for example, in my case, what was happening is that whenever my phone was going off, if I was getting an email or there was a call coming through, any sort of activity on my phone made me think that something's wrong. Oh, wow. That something's happening, wow. right? And so that trigger ultimately becomes such a conditioned part mm. of your day that now it doesn't matter what you were doing. As soon as that trigger comes through, it switches you back into that mode, Ooh. right? And, and I think this can happen in many different ways because it can even happen with the people that you speak to. Mm. So like there's a certain person in your life, you speak to them, they say one thing and you know they're going to say it. What does it do? It switches you back into anxiety. You have a debt in your account, mm. in your bank account. You log into your bank account, you see that, trigger, what does it do? Mm. It switches you back. <clears throat> so I think that we have these anxiety-inducing triggers <clears throat> in our environment and they condition us to go back into that state all the yeah. time. And it's very important to recognize that and to then ask yourself, how do I create a different trigger? Or if you really can't avoid that trigger, to what extent can you at least manage it? So, for example, like at nighttime, like I was just switching my phone off essentially mm -hmm. and saying like, I can't control what's happening on the other side of this phone, but I can control the trigger mm -hmm. and I can just shut down the trigger which means I can have my entire night without thinking about this because I'm not going to be triggered into thinking mm. about it. So I think that's a very important thing to think about from a conditioning point of view. Look, I also think you know, that I also think that reframing that trigger point, and I, when I was going through my bankruptcy, yeah. I was actually thinking about this the other day. So funny that you bring it up. I remember that when I was going through the process, the guy that was maliciously planning my bankruptcy, every time I got an email, I think I thought it was from him. 
And so I would, I would mm. avoid checking my mails. I would avoid a- checking my WhatsApps because I was so scared that it was him that's coming and attacking me. But what I realize now is whenever someone mail comes through, I'm excited because I'm hoping it's a new client, it's a new opportunity. Mm. So it's also about reframing that because that trigger point and conditioning wasn't always like that. It's been created by you and it's a process of reframing it. And so I know the stuff that you've been having in private and really it's about reframing that, you know, it's like, it's almost like you're expecting Mm. it to happen. And so then your brain will say, I told you so. And that's a dangerous place, Eric. That's a dangerous place to be, but yeah, reframing, I think is really, is really key there Mm. in that process. Okay. Good. Good one. I think that, sorry. It's three steps, right? It's recognize, manage, reframe. Good. Like it's almost like you have to go through the, through the path. Yes. I like that. Cool. Okay. Next one. The, the other one for me, which is just such an aha moment when I realized this, is beginner's mind. When you are anxious, what you're doing is you're creating a space of similar input that's giving you similar output. So what happens when you're in a state of anxious and you keep doing the same thing and you're expecting a different outcome, which is obviously ridiculous. But when you adopt a beginner's mindset and try and do something new and suck at something new for the very first time, your brain almost doesn't have time to be anxious because it's so like, I'll just use my example of swimming. I was so like stressed about swimming and breathing and trying to get my head right. And then this, and then this, and this, I honestly, I forgot about any sort of anxiety because all I was thinking about is about learning this new skill set and how I'm applying it and what's happening. So in fact, the whole Ironman training for me has been this brand new experience of beginner's mind that I've got so much planning and so much preparation and so much ideation around it that it takes me out of my normal pattern of thinking that gives me new inputs, which obviously brings about Mm. new output. And so developing Mm. curiosity and a beginner's mindset is somehow one of the most important things to get rid of anxiety because anxiety is a pattern and a habit that you've created based on the conditioning that you've given that thing or the framing that you've given that thing. And so really it's about adopting a new skill, learning something new, and in that process, you earned, you're almost like fade out anxiety and forget about it. Mm. You know, it, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. And especially in the context of like, if you think of everyday work, mm. like one of the, we try to escape into our everyday work, but it doesn't work because there's no real challenge in mm. it. Like the work that you do every day is something that you're familiar mm. with. And so you try and focus on this but you can't, your brain is being yeah. pulled back to this yeah. situation yeah. or this, this anxiety. Yeah. Whereas when you are introducing a new challenge altogether, you can't do yeah. that. Like there's no capacity the, to that, learn the new it, thing. And exactly. And, and actually learning something new changes your brain format so that the process of the anxiety just ch- quite literally changes in your brain because it's not running down that road anymore, mm. you know? Um, okay, mm. that's a good one. Let's go. We're running out of time and I've got so many more. So go ahead. Cool. Uh, so the next one for us was put yourself first. Okay. And again, like this is a, a very important mindset. I think that when we are engaged in uh, stress and anxiety, we indulge it and we just suffer the consequences of mm. it. And being able to put yourself first means what am I doing to look after my emotional and physical well-being? Mm. Ultimately, that's that's so important, but we kind of treat it as a reactive mm. or, you know, it's a, it's a reactive thing. Like when I break down, then I'll go mm. and look after myself. Mm. And and so the, the big question is, how will you proactively then build the capacity by looking after yourself emotionally and physically? I love that. And that is actually... 
ties straight into my next point is who are you engaging with that helps you heal the trauma and the, and the framing that has created the anxiousness in the first place. And you know, both of us do lots of different modalities. You big on coaching and I see you often post about the fact that anytime you want to learn something new, you engage with a new coach. Um, for me, it's that plus I do body healing and ayahuasca and San Pedro and all these teacher plants. And so I'm also doing a whole range of other emotional healing processes like family constellations, which is another very powerful one. All of these are helping preempt, prevent and heal the anxiety before it actually comes up. And remember, anxiety is a habit. Mm. It's something that we have formed that we keep doing over and over and over, which becomes a behavior and becomes part of our lives. And then somebody says, I suffer from anxiety. You don't suffer from anxiety. You've become emotionally unfit. And now you've created an identity to that emotional unfit person. And that's it. I'm just somebody who suffers from high levels of anxiety. Yes, you do. But let's understand why you do. It's almost like somebody who says, I'm overweight. I'm just overweight. That's the way I'm built. Yes, you are. But what has happened through the process that you've created an identity attached to that behavior that says, okay, well, I can't be out of that behavior, you know? So there's a, yeah, there's a deeper meaning around these things. So yeah, so finding healers and different modalities to help us preempt, prevent, and heal them is really key. And I know you and I preach this and practice it consistently. Mm. So I wanted to quickly just pull up a few comments here and you see how I've waited for you. Ooh, Eric, I'm for... so glad that we're on the same team now all of a sudden, you know, you're not throwing these at me. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Quincy was just saying that he uh, understand, she, she. understands. Yeah, she understands this. Sorry, I didn't look at the profile picture. Uh, understands this phone trigger and that she just turns her phone off completely uh, until she can. Read Quincy, it. I think I think and that's, that's a good thing. thing do. But don't forget, when you start wanting to switch your phone back on, you're going to start stressing. So then the point is, like you kind of like <laughs> numbed it for a while, but you know the minute it starts coming back, time to switch it on. You're like, oh my god, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Um, we also had Joe saying that one of the best reframes that she learned was if it won't matter in five years time, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. I love that. Hard That's to practice good. Joe, but, uh, I love that and get back onto that bicycle. Why are you off that bicycle and able to type? If you guys don't know Joe, she just trains nonstop. <laughs> I thought I train a lot. Jeez, does she, can she train? <laughs> And then uh, the final comment we have here from Yasmin is that uh, a realization just hit me a day ago. I almost felt alone, not knowing who to turn to, as I always consider how my decisions would impact my family and work situations. Yeah, it really is an inside job to want to deal with these things. You know, it's a, it's a tough thing. And we want to show the world our best face. You know, we want to show up and say, well, I don't suffer from that stuff. But the truth is, we all do secretly, you know. Okay, so Eric, go one more and I've got one more. All right. So I'll just, the last one that I would um, throw into the ring is that I think we really have to focus our energy that when you are dealing with anxiety, it, it does take a lot of uh, your emotional and cognitive bandwidth. And so you have to understand that you, you won't have the same amount of focus for the rest of the things that you care about that you want to invest in. And so understand that, give yourself a bit of leeway but also know that you have to then focus on the things that really matter. Like you can't disperse your energy as much as you used to. You kind of need to focus it in on the things that will really move the needle, that will help you to solve the problem that you're facing, that will help you create the new skill um, and really manage your energy very, very, very tightly. Manage your energy and focus very tightly. That's so funny. You know, we haven't even rehearsed this. I didn't even know what was on your list, but guess what my next one is? Simplify your life. <laughs> my next point is simplify yes. your life. Because... You have too many running, like too many juggling balls up in the air. 
And we complicate our lives with relationships, with things, with ownership, with debt. These things are all just complications. And and I have taken mm. a stance on simplifying my life in a big way. And you know it. And we've done podcasts around it. Just to be a essentialist, take four things that you really love, focus on those things, forget about everything else, ignore it, frame yourself in on what's most important, what can help you. And simplification is just such a luxury that many of us are practicing, but many more of us need to pick up on and, you know, get rid of that relationship that's not feeding you. Get rid of that car that you're not driving. Mm. Get rid of get rid of the clothes that you're not wearing. Just simplify, simplify, simplify. And that really does help mm. uh, you focus in on, as you said, the most important things to want to deal with this level of anxiety. That was a great one because I think both of us suffer from this. It's, yeah. it's good to it's good to bring them up and, and chat about them. Mm. Thank you. I think that was a really good uh, good talk. So thank you for everyone who joined and thank you for those who are listening on the podcast. Um, as always, if you found value in this, if you think there's someone else who can find value in it, uh, please share it with them. And also leave us a review. On a iTunes. Small little five-star review little on iTunes. Goes a, goes a long way. Go a long way. Yes. Uh, we, love, we love seeing it. Yes. And uh, we love engaging here on the platform. So if you want to join us live, 3 p.m. South African Standard Time every Wednesday. Uh, John, always a pleasure. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. And to everyone who, who tuned in, thank you. Yes. Thanks, everybody. We'll chat to you guys next week. Ciao. Goodbye. <laughs>